0: One of the best perks of being an entrepreneur is working for ourselves. That's why we why we do this. Hey, this is Fady with the real Slim Fady show. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about smart money versus dumb money. I mean, why you need both and what the hell is smart money versus dumb money, right? The type of money that companies take and raise can literally either make or break the future plans of the founders and their employees, right? You can put investment money into two buckets. It's smart money or it's dumb money. So when you look at smart money, smart money is an investment that will have an influence on the actual operations, growth, strategy, people, all the all the things of the company right it's smart dumb money is money that's just dumb it, it goes in nothing more than growth capital no real influence on how things are done it's just fuel to the fire give the company money let them figure out what what they do with it now don't let the the, the names of the categories fool you right dumb money can be smart and smart money can be dumb, right? There's there's a right way, right time for both of them. The key is to always know which type of investment, which type of money you should take, identifying if it's smart money or dumb money, and when is the right time to take either one, right? If you've raised money before, or you've been at companies that have raised money, or you've, you've have friends that have raised money, or, or been around companies in general that have raised money, it doesn't matter small or big. You've heard an investor, or if you heard about an investor who says all the right things, has a track record showing that they've been through what you think you're going to go through at least, and they can they can help you, right? They can really guide you and advise you and be more of a partner for you rather than just giving you money. Now, whether or not that person is full of shit or not is something we're gonna ignore for the sake of science. But you know, let's say this investor knows what they're doing, they've been there, they've done that, they've built something special. That investor, that money, no matter how much or how little, that investor falls under smart money. That's smart money to take because it will help you think and grow about your business. Their purpose really is to help you avoid landmines on your path to greatness, on your path to whatever you want to build your company to. That smart money investor needs to help you do that. And cuz they've been there before, right? That's that smart money. It thinks with you, it serves as a partner. Now, too much of a good thing is a bad thing, right? Think of what would happen if you had several types of those investors. They've been there, they've done that, they they think they know better than everyone else and they're trying to steer you, your decisions, your company. It's a nightmare. It really is a nightmare. I've been a part of some companies that have had Three or four quote unquote smart money investors in the early days, and it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Like, legitimately, think about the cringiest dinner you've ever been to where people just argue and neither one is willing to concede. And you just try and sit there and and, and try and do what is right and not really butt in, but multiply that feeling by a million because they're going to be doing it with your company and arguing about your company, your decisions, your employees, your growth. That's really what it's like having too much smart money in a growing company. The earlier the company, the bigger that problem can be. And it it really can break a lot of decisions, especially when you're talking about board seats from investors. If you have multiple people on multiple board seats, they get more of a say. It can really turn into a nightmare situation if you have too much smart money. But if you don't have enough smart money... You're going to be running into things blind. You're not going to know what to see. You know, the the light at the end of the tunnel may be a train and you don't really know. And so smart money is supposed to help you identify that. The company, you know, really the power dynamics shift dramatically when you get more people involved, whether they're investors or not, right? But you take a look at what happened with Facebook and Instagram. So obviously back in, you know, several years ago when Instagram agreed to be bought by Facebook, one of the most important agreements was that Instagram was allowed to be run completely autonomous. Instagram wanted to be Instagram, just under Facebook. If that wasn't clear enough in the in the deal and the agreement and what, what they signed, Instagram even opened up their own office down the street from Facebook's headquarters. Because they're like, we're not, we're not a part of, we're, we're not going to be there, right? We are our own company. Fast forward six years after the deal was done, both co-founders of Instagram resigned from Facebook at the same time without giving an actual substantial reason officially and they literally left millions on the table they left millions of dollars on the table unofficially it's obvious to see that instagram wasn't what it once was you know it started with a very clear purpose a very clear mission very clear vision and the co-founders lost their voice in the company and that was clear you 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 can read all about what happened when Facebook bought Instagram. That type of stuff happens, right? If your company has an experienced leadership team, a proven board of directors, a product or service that is tested, gaining a ton of traction, you have market product fit, more often than not, you just need to pour gasoline on the fire and grow it. If you have enough smart money in the business. You just need gasoline on the fire. This is a perfect situation where dumb money is the smartest move you can make because you have all the necessary voices at the table already. All the decision makers are at the table helping the company grow to the other extreme from from my Instagram example, right? Take a look at Amazon. Amazon, whether you like them or not, whether you like Jeff Bezos or not, they know what they're doing, right? In every sense of the word, they know what they're doing. They have their strategy down pat. Jeff Bezos started Amazon selling books, right? Now, look at what they are. Bezos raised literally one round of funding. He raised $8 million after raising a few hundred thousand dollars from his parents when he first started the company. In his second year of operation, he raised $8 million. And then he went public a couple years after that. He knew the objective, right? He knew the strategy. He knew the mission. He knew the vision. He saw what it could what it could grow into. And he had the skills and the right advisors around him to grow into that. So he didn't need to raise a bunch of smart money and have all these people at the table telling him what he needed to do and how to do it or how to get there. And, you know... I know using Facebook and Instagram and and Amazon may seem irrelevant for for a growing company, especially if you have a growing company yourself. The lesson is no different than trying to raise money as a startup, raising either a $250,000 seed round or a $50 million Series D, Series C, whatever it may be, $100 million. Who you let into your company is always up to you until it isn't right? If you give up control of who you let into the company, that's a very slippery slope, and it's a dangerous path to go down. You have to live with the decision when you bring on money because the agreements are signed. The agreements are signed. If you bring someone on and they have a board seat, good luck getting rid of that, right? Good luck getting out of that decision. Good luck trying to backtrack from anything that you've signed in your early rounds while you're trying to just get things done. I know, right? I've bootstrapped clockwork, for 4 years and I was I was looking to everyone and anyone I'm like who can give me the money but I was fortunate enough to have a backstop, right? I was like, you know what? If your terms are not good enough, I'm not going to take them because I can just keep bootstrapping. I just keep funding clockwork by myself. It was always such a critical thing that I had because I saw this nightmare story happen for so many other, so many of my clients as their outsourced CFO and so many of my friends. When their companies, they literally let sharks into their company, they let them invest and then they literally were fired out of their company. They they were removed as CEO and moved into some, you know, chief strategy officer or whatever you want to call it. That happens a lot. You have to live with that person that you bring into their company far after their investment capital runs out. And if they have preferences, if they have turns, it could even ruin future rounds because other investors look at it and say, listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna go and put our money tied to this unless we get Preferential treatment, preferential rights, and all this kind of stuff. So companies have to be really, really smart on whether you gain smart money or dumb money and raise and and who you raise it from. Right. It's important to remember that equity capital raising actual equity is far more expensive than debt capital, and sometimes the equity capital outweighs its, its expense. Right. It, it's worth it to take that. And pay the premium of having someone in your company because they can help you grow. They can help you see things that you, they can help you bring on new talent. They can bring on new customers. They can bring on partnerships, whatever it may be. Other times, you literally give your company up for it. You know, if you bring on equity capital and you do it on the wrong terms and with the wrong people and whatever it may be, you will literally be handing your company over to someone else. One of the best perks of being an entrepreneur is working for ourselves right? That's, that's, that's why we, why we do this, right? So be smart about what dumb money or smart money you take and don't lose your company in the process, but also don't settle for a large piece of a small pie when you can have a smaller piece of a much larger pie just from bringing in the right people at the table. So that's everything for the Real Slim Fady show this week. Thanks for listening in again, and we will catch you next time.